This is Amateur Faith Night, a podcast where real-life friends talk about real-life religion, where questions are encouraged, doubt is talked about, and following Jesus is our main priority. Let this be a starting place for you to research things and study them out for yourself. God is bigger than all of our questions, and it is okay to not have all of the answers. So, we're starting. Cut. For real. Oh, wait, not cut. The opposite of cut. (laughs) Go. Wait, what, what, what do they do when they... They go... Yeah, but what do they say? They action. say action. That's right. I don't Lights, know why camera, it took action. both of us a hot second to figure that out. Okay, so hi guys. I have a special impromptu guest, and this is Lori. We are at my house doing a little UPC, ex UPC, I should say, uh, get together. Not that it's, I mean, your husband's here. He's not, he's normal. He's he's the only non-XUPC right? that's here. So we, I feel like we kind of put him on the spot earlier, too. When we were no, not at all. He's asking he's, him stuff. Nope. He loves okay. to talk, and he's fine. Because we were like, what does it feel like to be normal? What is, what is that? Like, <laughs> and he would say explain? the jury is still out on that, but <laughs> I think he's very normal. Uh, so Lori and I were talking. We're like, hey, we have microphones. We should shoot a podcast. Um, so here we are doing that. And um, because, as you know, I am awful at technology, we already recorded like three minutes into this, and I missed it. So we're going to go back to what we were saying. But Lori has a YouTube channel. So if you're unfamiliar um, with her YouTube channel, she, I think you just, do you tell your story or is it just topical? I basically just try to tell my story and how I went through and left and the events of how that went and how... How to leave, basically, for for me, mm-hmm. how it went. Okay, and it's called. It's called we left legalism. Okay, um, it's been around for a while because we when started. Did you start that? So we when we first thought about leaving, and I was studying, and why why wasn't church growing that we were in? I went to YouTube to see if anybody else had left, and there had only at that time there was only mm-hmm. about two or three people that had stories. And so we watched that f- different stories for about a year, and then we decided to pay it forward and start our own channel. So okay. we started that in 2018, I believe. Okay. So. So yeah, that makes sense. We left in 2016. So I remember when all of that started coming out. Like I remember watching it, and like watching you change as you progressed. As like the more like, is I think she's still the, saved. Is she going? Right. <laughs> I feel like the further away you get, sometimes you you change, you glow up. Um, as a person and I, it's like also actually amazing transformation. I feel like to watch people go through that, it's like, like a butterfly, you know, um, to become the unique people that God made us to be. Oh my gosh. Right. And we could sit here and we don't look alike because we don't have the same hair and the same clothes, (laughs) not making fun, but mm, 10 years ago we would have. Yes, we would have. (laughs) Also, um, don't judge because we're doing a barbecue and I look like a train wreck. So this was completely impromptu. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm wearing my barbecue clothes. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, So we were kind of trying to figure out like, well, we should do a podcast. What should we talk about? And um, I had been wanting to do one for a while, but I hadn't like studied it out. And Lori happened to mention it. And I was like, that is a great idea. Um, And it's something that I never really had to struggle with personally because I... I feel like Jeremy and I got super lucky, super blessed. If you know, some people don't like using the word lucky, so I still catch myself saying, "Okay." <laughs> but um, so when we left the UPC, we went right into a healthy church. 
So the church that we attend now, we've been attending for over seven years and, and we do attend, we're just not involved. Um, and we weren't involved for a while because I, I couldn't get involved, but I never had the triggers of panic attacks going into the church. I never had, um, an issue of having to travel to different churches around the area, trying to figure out which one is healthy and whatnot. Um, I, I, we just fell, we got lucky. We fell into it. So I feel very blessed in that aspect because I know a lot of people have come to me and have said, you know, I just can't even step into a church. I can't, there's just no way. Um, so I think one thing that I do want to ask you, like, is it important to find a new church? Because a lot of people will tell you that they're fine without a church. And I respect that. Like if that's where you are in your walk, that totally hundred percent, you have to do what's right for you. Um, and if you're the kind of person that gets anxiety or panic attacks from going into a church, then yeah, I, I feel like, um, hold on. Maybe some, I'm time. all paranoid about this now. Hold on. Jesus. Okay. We're good. Okay. <laughs> Cause I was like, I didn't check to make sure it was actually pulling that, it, but it is, it okay. is pulling it. It is. Okay. Um, so yeah. So where are you on your journey and what are your thoughts about that? So let me step back just a bit. Uh, after we left, there was approximately, I would say, a year where we were looking around and, and we'd always study churches online mm-hmm. and watch the, the uh, preaching, watch the music. And if it was even close to Pentecostal or loud or obnoxious, it was a definite no. Mm-hmm. We did find a church, and it was an Assembly of God church, funny enough, mm, interesting. Uh, when we lived in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we really, really liked just the preacher. He was down to earth, um, an older gentleman, and he taught. He did not yell. Uh, he did not um, co- uh, make you feel guilty if you weren't at church, mm-hmm. uh, just the triggers. Right. Um, but in that time frame, I also attended, uh, a family member's church who was, it was a very demonstrative church. Um, they had, the stage was full of very good singers and the smoke and the, and the band. And it was just very concert-like. That seems very showy. It was very showy and okay. panic attacks. I had a couple of panic attacks mm. and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my son and I leaned over. My son could tell uh, something was going on, and he said, "Just focus on something. Focus. Look yeah. at something in the background and focus on it, and then breathe." And I did, and got through the panic attack. But uh, so we moved from the city that we were in with that church, and. Uh, since that time, we'd been looking for other churches, something that my husband and I could attend, mm-hmm. divorce and remarriage, blah, blah, blah. And so... And he's Baptist. And he, he was Baptist. many, many years in a Baptist okay. church. And so in, his, in our joining, he decided to leave that Baptist church. Okay. And, uh, so we're trying to find something that is our church now. Oh, okay. So we're in a fairly large city. There's a lot of options. Uh, there was a few things he was not interested in going a few denominations he, he had been to before and was not interested in going to. Okay. So, um, I looked at all the other things and the church that we found, uh, 
was a Baptist church. Uh, so we started attending and they, within a month, the pastors, there's two young pastors that pastor this church, um, called us for a meeting. Oh, like, let's go out for a meeting. That's so, like red flags to me already. Cause I'm like, Oh no, if the pastor calls you out for I anything, it's like very, no, no, no. very, um, concerned. Uh, but my husband kind of talked me down a little bit and he's like, just, uh, let's just see, you know, what they have mm-hmm. to say, what they want to say. And I think the bottom line of the issue was in the Baptist culture, from what I could surmise in the Baptist culture, and I know surmising is bad. I get it. Oh, totally get it. But from my thought process, how's that right. same kind of word? Uh, from my thought process, I thought, well, they're the protecting their flock, right? They're just protecting um, their people, and they don't know us. Uh, they don't know who we are. And okay. we, this church was in a different area of town that you don't usually travel to to go to a church. Gotcha. So it was, it went fine. It, and, but the one thing they did mention with the, is that they do do church discipline. Oh. And so I was very concerned about that. And I mm-hmm. said, what, like, what are you saying? What kind of, what is church discipline? I'd never, I've been a part of terrible church discipline before right. and heard about terrible church discipline. So what he explained or what they explained was basically, if Joe goes out and gets drunk and gets a DWI and it's in the paper the next day and he's a deacon, well, they're going to need to address that because they having a deacon on the board that is clearly drinking to excess excess, and driving and doing immoral or I I say illegal things. Right. Definitely Uh, illegal to drink and drive. Yes. Yes. So that kind of that, made me feel okay that's yeah i have no problem with that that's that makes sense that's an issue or that's not an issue so i'm yeah yeah, it makes sense uh so we continue to attend um but what's really kind of interesting is we haven't been there for a couple weeks we have no call nobody's calling us to say hey where you been we're we're Um, not members got i will say that uh, my husband and I have had many conversations about membership of a church. Are you a member of your church? Yeah, we okay. are. Okay. Um, what was that? What did that involve? So basically, which they don't like force you, but if you do want to be a volunteer, they do have you go through their membership classes to make sure you're on the same page, but they also run a background check. So that way you can work with kids and stuff. Okay. So that's fair. I appreciated that mm-hmm. because where we had always been was like small country bumpkin churches and not not that sexual abuse is strictly in the UPC. That's not what I'm saying. And not even I'm not even saying that I personally experienced it. But I can see where it would have easily happened because they had zero checks and balances. <laughs> like anyone was allowed zero. in the kids location. Like and, and so the church we attend now, like we have hired police officers that work security. We have like a badge system. So if you're not wearing a badge, you're not allowed back with the kids they have people guarding the children's area so from that aspect like i can appreciate doing the membership class but it's also not to where we would have to like sign papers to leave or like you know what i mean like make an announcement we're not coming anymore you could just walk off you could yes there's no repercussions from that or anything like that i feel like for them it's more of a logistical legal standpoint okay 
from what I've experienced. Well, that makes sense. Uh, so then I know when you look for an organization or a church, the whole tithing issue is going to come mm, up sooner yes, or later. And I think <clears throat> our friend Ralph has taught us and Deanna in no yeah. uncertain terms that I can't legitimately, although I believe in giving, I can't legitimately uh, pay 10%. Pay 10%. Yeah. We just did an episode about tithing. Like, okay. Yeah. And it was like infamous because we recorded like an hour and a half long video or something ridiculous and I lost it. Oh, and no. And so we had to re record it. <laughs> and Jeremy was so mad because he put in all of this time and effort and it was, it was bad. Um, so we just released it a month ago, maybe. So, okay. yeah. Um, definitely the same persuasion. Um, yeah, I think it's not a thing. Yeah, for Christians today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know the I, lights have to be turned on. Exactly, and I fully, I, I give to my church, like, and I fully think that you should if you're going to attend somewhere and you're going to expect to be poured into or served, then you need to give back. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like you need to look at the fruits too. You know, like I would not give to a church that wasn't giving back to the community. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like when you give, if if you're giving to other charitable things, you know, like if you see a homeless person on the side of the road and you buy them a meal, that's, that's part of giving, right? You know, it oh, doesn't completely, all of it doesn't have to be like chalked up to giving to your yeah. local congregation. Well, but you don't get credit for it though. If you give it to the homeless person, <laughs> well, maybe not with anybody here, but God notices. I think God so. knows. <laughs> that's all that matters to me. The rest of it, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that is something like, and I will say our church does not teach that tithing is necessary. Um, the only thing that I've ever heard, and I can't sit here and like say exactly what, you know, they, their stances on the ministers that our church, I don't, I've never actually had a sit down conversation with any of them about it. They do teach in, in giving, um, but he words it. And I don't agree with the way he words it necessarily because he'll say 10% is a biblical principle. So he'll say, you can give whatever you can. And they only ask for offerings like once a month, maybe. So we did attend a church one time that as they passed, they passed around the plate mm. and they said, the plate is coming around. And if you are in need, please feel free to take out of the plate. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So there were ushers at both ends of the aisle or whatever. And so I'm sure if you took out like five All times in a row, right. there would be yeah. a problem. But we thought that was like That's incredible. Mind blowing. And yeah. It was yeah. mind blowing. And I thought that is the kind of, like that's the kind of mm -hmm. organization that I want to be yeah. uh, considered to be with, uh, joined with. But is a church, is it necessary to find a church? I think it's necessary to have fellowship with people that believe mm. similar to what you believe. Mm -hmm. And in a church body, that is, is, is an important thing. As I age, as I understand that there will come a time when one or both of us, when one, or, when one of us could pass away mm -hmm. and leave the other, I think a church body is very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, not because I'm going to need somebody to do something for me, but let's say I just need women, other women. Yeah, to you need talk that support. To. I yeah, need maybe other. And yes, you can find that kind of thing in other places other than a church. Uh, but 
I think the older I get, uh, just turned sixty-one, and I'm not ashamed to say you that do at not all. look like you're sixty-one I at all. Every freaking year of it, you do not. Well, if I hope I look as for good. twenty. <laughs> right? Somebody <laughs> asked me that not that long ago. They're like, because I it, it worked with a new person, and she's like, well, "How old are you? Like thirty something?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> but thank you. She's like, "No, I would have thought you were like maybe thirty-one, maybe." I'm like, "Perfect. Let's just keep it at that." So our new makeup secret is right, don't, don't wear, wear any makeup <laughs> for the first like thirty years of your life, yes. and you'll look twenty for a long right, time. Exactly, and then you can wear makeup and start covering the blemishes you get. <laughs> But I really do Just think that helps. Mascara. Yeah. Like, I don't think your lashes could be damaged much. Right. Um, but funny. that is so funny. Uh, where were we at? Um, if it's necessary, the support. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the support, support is important. And mm-hmm. although the Christianese does bug me and I can't, there's certain things I can't necessarily say right now like i'll pray for you Mm -hmm. or because that would be a lie unless i just did it right now in the privacy of my own brain uh (laughs) i couldn't say things like oh we are so blessed or not not Mm -hmm. we are so blessed but oh my god has blessed us so much and and hearing other people say that in my brain i automatically go well who are you like why wouldn't he have a blessed this other person yeah exactly yes exactly that's how i feel are you so important that god's blessed you or you know we we used to say terms like um, we're too, we're too blessed to be stressed. Oh my gosh. I'm stressed all the time. (laughs) I get stressed sometimes. So, uh, and here's another thing. I have a friend that's very, very, uh, into her church Mm -hmm. and she, if I cuss in front of her, she like will look away or she'll like, (gasps) stop it. You know, she won't tell me that it's bad, but she'll like not laugh. Like if I'll say something, then I'll cuss because I cuss now because I spent 28 years not cussing and now I've right, got, you a got, lot all up. I've got a lot of cussing. I've got a lot of cussing. Yeah. We cuss every uh, now, now and again like on this podcast. Sh- it's fine. You're in good company. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> it's fine. It happens. <laughs> it happens. And, and I'm a, a little worried that things will fly and mm. I'll be made to feel guilty or yeah, less yeah. than. Because yeah. a bad word comes out of my mouth. Here's my thoughts. I feel like the scriptures that talk about, and this is just for me, but I feel like the scriptures that talk about an evil word coming out of your mouth mm. is more gossip. to the effect of gossip slander. and slander and, yep. yes, all those things, rather than, ah, mm. oh, shit, right. my glass fell off the table. Right, exactly. So yes. if honestly, I say, oh, shit, my glass fell off the table, and you judge me like, immediately like... Sorry, but I might have to limit my time with you. Right. No, you have to feel feel comfortable. Yeah, with the people you're around. Like, I feel like you have to be yourself. Yep. And, like, the whole curse word thing, since we're on the subject, like, I try not to have a sailor mouth. I really don't. I really don't. Because I do feel like, on some level, especially, like, my job, professionalism, you know. Um, But if I'm with my friends and I say a word or something, if they judge me, I can't, I don't know if I could, I don't know. My, one of my good friends, well, Kelly, I'll just tell on her, Kelly, um, (laughs) we were were in church and, um, yeah, she said something and I was like, ah, we're standing at the sanctuary, but my worst Lori, oh my gosh, if we're on this conversation, I will totally tell on myself it's hilarious. And I'm pretty sure I told the story in the podcast before, but I was walking into the sanctuary and for whatever reason, 
the pastor decided to close the balcony that Sunday. And I have no idea why, because our church was packed. And I walk in, it's completely pitch black because they're doing some kind of presentation or something. And I walk in and I'm like, can't see nothing. There's no seats. And of course we were late. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, well, where the hell are we supposed to sit? <laughs> and our pastor comes up behind me and sticks his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, there's some chairs over there. <laughs> I was like, all right, definitely checking that off my list, going to hell for sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, what makes it a bad word is culture. And, you know, I feel like if you're in good company, it's not. It's, if it's not offensive to the people you're around and if it's right. appropriate for the situation, I think and you're maybe fine. maybe that's the thing. I work for a police department and I hear F-bombs. All the time, yeah. Every moment of mm -hmm. the day. So it does, you know, it if It rubs off on you. Yeah, it does yeah. rub off on and maybe once we retire and leave our current uh, employment, it will be different, but as, mm -hmm. as of right now. Yeah. Anyway, say all that to say, community and support. Community, especially 100%. ladies. I miss women um, lost all. When I left, I would say over 100 women I had friends with, I was friends with. Not mm -hmm. close friends, but Facebook friends, if we met them out, you know, go to dinner, blah, blah, blah. Gone. Mm. So that long-term uh, ladies' friendship, I yeah. lost completely, with the exception of maybe one. And uh, she's iffy because she's busy. She's mm -hmm. still in church. Yeah, so, which takes up your entire life. Yeah, which yeah. takes up your entire life. So I've been working on trying to, uh, you know, form. Fr I work mostly with men. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard. It's yeah. difficult to find women that have similar likes, dislikes, mm -hmm. you know, that moment where you go, oh, and you can just laugh about anything together. Right. That kind of friendship is priceless with mm -hmm. another friend. And I know at my age, I'm probably not going to have a bevy of women that maybe I'll go to, you know, on a girl's trip with or... Mm -hmm run down to Branson for a weekend or something oh, like that. Oh, if you go to Branson, I'll go with you. We can have a girl's trip. I'm down. But, but I mean, I have hope that yeah. maybe it could happen. And um, and it, it just, it will take time. And it takes effort, too. And it right does. now my effort is a little more onto my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I have to kind of focus sometimes on, even coming here today, I was like, let's go. Because these are ladies that I've known for a long time, not met face to face, and it was important to me. So, mm -hmm. and I'm really glad I came. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. It, yeah, I'm glad it was an, an idea and thought of, and glad that I happened to see it on Facebook. Thanks, and Mary. I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I yeah, community is important, and honestly, like, it is difficult when you are coming out of something that has hurt you. And your trust is gone because I know when I will say like, I never had the experience of like panic attacks at the churches or at the church that we are now, but That's trusting great. people and just opening up to people. It was huge for me. It was very difficult. And I just by who I am as a person from other trauma, not even church related, like I don't trust people. Like I just don't. And forming friendships is difficult. I will say I am very thankful because I do feel like I have a large group of people at this point where 
they do pray for me. Like, and I, and I appreciate that. So I do have a small group of women at church and it's not like we created a small group, like formally or anything. It's just, <laughs> we're just happen to be at the same place, same time kind of thing. And we've just gotten close. And so it's one of those things, like I started this new thing at work and I was super nervous about it. Cause, um, they asked me to do phlebotomy. I'm like, I've never done phlebotomy in my life. Like, I have no idea how to do that. I'm like, what on my resume makes you think that I can do that? <laughs> but um, I started doing it. They taught me, and it's really easy and really fun, actually. But I was super nervous the first time I went out to do that Which for the phlebotomy day. phlebotomy is, for us that don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Blood draws. Blood so, draws. Blood draws. So, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so basically, part of my company's job is to go to different workplaces for people and draw blood for, like, health screenings and stuff. So, I started doing that, and it was so nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, my gosh, what if I miss these people's veins and I have to poke them with a needle? Like, it was, uh, I felt really bad. Um, it's always the me second-guessing me, you know? It's always just my insecurities. It was fine, but whatever. But I, it was nice. I had a group of women, and I'm like, hey – this is stupid and you know, like very trivial in life, but can you just say a prayer for me real quick? Cause I'm super nervous. I don't want to like mess this up. It's my first event, you know? And I had like eight or nine women immediately. Yes. Right now I'm playing, I'm praying for you. And I appreciated that because sometimes I doubt my own prayers, you know, but like, I feel like other people I don't, and I know that's my own issues too, <laughs> but no, I think um, that's, that's common. Um, but Here's the bottom line. I think if it works for you, it works. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, if you're not ready to find a church yet, mm -hmm. yeah, that doesn't make you a non-Christian. That doesn't make right. you a non-believer. I think the line in the sand is, is the salvific and if, or if it's a secondary issue. And this is like definitely a secondary issue. This is not a matter of heaven or hell situation yeah. if you are right. stuck in a place where you're too anxious to go or you just can't find a good church um yeah i don't feel like you need to have that pressure either but totally on the flip side like i do feel like it's beneficial because of like what we're seeing community and support um and honestly i like to go and learn so yeah i i like to go and i like to hear the apologetics and the theology and i like those deep dives into like just one verse of scripture, like what is the context behind this one verse of scripture? And I love just sitting and soaking that in. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know for a lot of people that's tough too, because even reading the Bible can be triggering for some people. So if you're mm -hmm. in that place, you know, even that's okay too. Like reading the Bible makes it easier probably to, to get to heaven, but it's not a prerequisite. Like mm -hmm. it's not, Jesus came on the cross to die and give us life. And he didn't make a list of rules to live up to that. Like he just gave it to you for free. So I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves, like, Oh, I have to find a church. I have to read the Bible. I have to pray a certain amount of time every day. And while those things are super important in your Christian walk, that's not something that you're going to get sent to hell over if you can't right. do it. I, there's no scripture that says if you don't, if you don't study, mm -hmm. you're lost. Right. There's no scripture that says that, uh, so I'm glad that I'm, I'm super glad that you guys just walked into a good, healthy church, a healthy body of believers. We are the church, right? Right. Yeah. We're the church. So finding community, finding your people, um, might look so different for different people. 
And that's the cool thing about this whole journey is as public people, we do hear lots of stories of mm -hmm. other people's yeah. journeys and travels and how different people make it different ways. They get through it different ways. I think a lot of people that grew up in it renounce everything mm -hmm. and their story's not over hopefully right. until, um, they can figure it out a little bit. Mm. Uh, it's this, the, the learning though is the cool part mm -hmm. because there's so much that wasn't taught, right? So many scriptures that never were taught or preached or anything that we didn't know. And we've had, my husband and I've had some great conversations about the We'll go home. And, what, did, what did you think about that? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this and this and this and that. Yeah. So if you have somebody to bounce off ideas right. with, that's paramount to yeah. a good, healthy, well, introspective looking into how that scripture works mm -hmm. with you and with your heart and where you're at. So, right. I think that's a, I think that's a, the whole ball of wax right there. Right. It all in a nutshell. Yeah. I do think it's worth it though. Yeah. I think it's I worth agree. it to, you know, and if you, if you do have triggers or if you were, you know, having panic attacks, I, I've said this a hundred million times. I'll say it until I die. Find therapist, find therapist, um, find a therapist, Wait, please. Therapist. <laughs> now, is that biblical? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if you look, I mean, all the people in the Bible talk to people who like even King David, you know, he sought counsel. So yes, it is biblical. <laughs> I think it actually is. It is okay. It's okay to see Jesus and a therapist. Very helpful. Oh my gosh, yes. And um, just having someone to help you sort through those feelings and but finding why. the right person. Right. I've been to mm -hmm. several different therapists. Yes, and a I agree few with that. of them didn't understand. A lot mm -hmm. of them don't understand. No, what we've been spiritual through. abuse is very difficult. And but there are therapists now. Um, if you, you need help finding one, hit me up because I will help you find one. Um, but they do actually specialize in spiritual abuse and spiritual trauma. And it's amazing. You can look up Naomi Wright and be emboldened. Um, she's a lot of good resources. She has a master's degree. What is it? Be emboldened. Um, be emboldened. Yes. She's got a lot of good, um, good resources for that, for finding therapy and stuff too. So, um, a lot of, a lot of good places to go for that. Is it imperative to your soul? No. Is it worth it for benefits just to help you as a person hundred percent in your walk with Christ? Um, but like, what are the tenets of a good church? Because there's so many denominations, like, what do you even believe? And I think that is really something that I would say, like, if I could go back, like to walk through that again, even though, yes, we, we landed in a good church, but like I said, we are lucky. Like it just happened. We really felt like God was guiding us there. And I really think he was, but like if I were to walk through the steps again, I think I would just take a step back, figure out exactly what I believed about every core doctrine and then started looking for a healthy church. And by healthy church, I don't mean like the biggest church or, you know, whatever, but people have different styles of worship. So if like liturgical churches work better, like we had AJ and Eileen meals on our channel, um, and they go to a very liturgical church. And I know a lot of people go from like the UPC and the crazy worship to something very liturgical. And yeah. they found comfort in that. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. You know, totally. if that works best for you, then awesome. 
um, some people like like the worship and the style of music, so they would tend to go to like Assembly of God or other charismatic churches that are similar. And if that's what you feel comfortable with, awesome, do that. Fortunately, most churches on their websites will list out what we believe. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at that, see if it aligns with what your own beliefs are. And if they don't mark it off the list. Yep. I had literally a list. That's awesome. Of all the churches in the area that I would have uh, attended and I would cross them off one by one as I looked through. So that's how we kind of narrowed down to this one that we're Mm -hmm. at now. There's still a few options though. If we, if you, I mean, you know, <laughs> gotta have that. I mean, seriously, because you know, I and I do feel like plural plurality of elders. I can never say that word right. Um, it's not like you have to have that in your church, but I think that's super helpful for accountability. Because mm. um, I know a lot of people were burned by the pastor and other people in leadership. So yeah. I think if you have that, um, it's kind of a safety net for people. Uh, we have something that I'm not wild about, and that is that one of the pastors also does the money. Mm, and my yeah. husband is like, that is, it's That's not good scary. because yeah. he knows who's doing tithes, mm-hmm. who's doing, who's the givers, who the givers are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous. And that's where the high givers get to run the decisions. Right. And so that's kind of where we're at now. We're kind of looking at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and you, it's that's not an easy things. Like you can step back and watch. And I don't think there's a church that's going to be like hundred percent perfect because no, they're all human totally. ran. Right. Like, and I don't mean to like let them off the hook or whatever. No, but, but I mean, we're all people. We all you make to mistakes. decide what your battles are going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And do I agree 100% with everything that's ever said at my church? Absolutely not. I do not. Um, there's definitely been a couple of things where I'm like, eh, I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that. Um, but it's never been anything that's like earth shattering or something I'm going to leave over. Um, but, you know, like I said, I. And, and that can be a process. Oh, hundred percent. So yeah. you go one place and uh, nope, not going to work for me, and mm-hmm. you move on. Yeah, and that's why jumping in both feet and then being a member yes. really quick right. was not. I it's not the greatest idea. And we didn't opinion. do that right away either. I think we had been going there for almost a year. That's yeah. before we. Did. I would I would say a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 100%. like a dating. It's like a dating relationship, yes. right? Yes, I agree. So, would you marry somebody after you've met them two months? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Well, some people do, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably didn't work out very well. True, true story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, you know, they say a year dating mm-hmm. before you really know a person, and I would say a good eight months to a year before you make a decision about yeah a particular. And if you've just left. Like, I would very highly recommend to not jump in with both feet and get involved in choir and Sunday school and whatever else you want. Like, give yourself a break. No, let yourself heal. Like, give yourself a break. Let yourself heal. Like, let yourself feel all the feelings because you're not done grieving immediately after you leave. (laughs) Like, it takes a long time to get through all of that. Yeah. I mean, especially those of us who are in the UPC longer than 10, 15 years. I mean, you had that long for that indoctrination to happen. So it's going to take you a long time to sort through all of that. Yep. And I hate to call all of my experience trauma because it really wasn't. I had good experiences, but that's a lot of trauma to unpack. Yeah. And I think give yourself grace. And Well, I think the trauma, a lot of the trauma came when you leave is mm-hmm. the people that you lose. Right. The losses of friendships and and 
stuff that you did three times a week or four times a week right. no longer you're doing that so enjoy right. it i mean i that's what i did i was like i'm i'm enjoying this i Heck don't have yeah. to be anywhere on every sunday or every right. wednesday night my favorite thing is like we can miss church and it's okay i love like, that no one comes after us like <laughs> and no one okay. is checking a box to make sure we're there like no one and you mentioned like no one's called you and i think i don't know how i would feel about that personally like i think i'd be okay with it I'm totally like, okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't call me? But we don't have Perfect. any close friends there either. <laughs> we don't have any close friends mm -hmm. that would say, hey, are you okay? Uh, I think if the if if that was the issue and yeah. our close friends knew we hadn't been to church for three or four weeks in a row, mm -hmm. yeah, give me a call. If right. Maybe I'm sick and you don't know it. And yeah, sure. But yeah. for the pastor, and here's another thing is um, another kind of litmus test does the pastor, is he interested in the community? Mm -hmm. Or is he sitting behind a desk for 40 hours a week, answering phone calls and maybe doing a couple of hospital visits? Or on the flip side, is he doing all the hospital visits and you damn well expect him to do the hospital visits because he's the pastor and you're paying him the money to do it. So Also a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, we had a pastor one time that he wouldn't even eat with us like the regular saints wow. when we had like servings and stuff in the basement of the church, he would take, he actually, he wouldn't even go down there. He would make his wife take him a plate up to his office. So I like it was completely segregated and yeah. And then when we got so to, much for serving the people, right. Yeah. But then, and but then we got to our next, the next UPC church that we attended and it was completely different and we were blown away because the pastor was always serving. He was always, you know, vacuuming the floors and sitting with us. We went on vacations with him. Like we were very close. And so I do applaud that style of leadership because I feel like that's what your job is. Like you're not, you're not any better. And our pastor at the other night at church actually said this from the pulpit and I appreciated him saying it. It was the pastor is not anybody special. It's not anybody. He's like, I'm just like the pastors here are just saints and we have a calling, but everyone else has callings too, like very true teachers and you know, whatever. And he's like, we're no one special. We're here to serve. And you know, it, that, that's huge for me as somebody who didn't get to eat by my pastor. When I was <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Lori? Anything else, any I thoughts? do not think so, but okay. I have enjoyed this very much. I know it was fun, very fun. It was a and fun I impromptu hope, little uh, meeting. Audiences enjoy it, and uh, you know, call Hollywood maybe be famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody want to be our agents? So we're totally fine with that. <laughs> we will agents be, call right, call. right, right. All right, guys, we'll see you later. <laughs>